coming in January 2015. Impact Wrestling. Ah. Destination America. So it lives, and I'm not talking about the classic John Carpenter movie starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. The company that I said I wouldn't talk about until they got a TV deal, somehow got a TV deal, is still alive. TNA Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, welcome back. I don't know if anybody actually has a channel that you'll be on, Destination America, but we're going to try to be positive for about 13 seconds. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by Jason Brooks, who you heal from in a, we'll hear from in a second. But you're listening to the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast, and it looks like I was wrong. I still want to buck because of the time frame when we initially talked about this from Jay. But TNA Wrestling is back. They will have a home in January. Jason, I wasn't sure this was going to happen. I became really doomsday when it came to this company. I guess if... Uh, if I have a high enough, you know, cable, uh, cable package and get destination to America, I guess I'll be watching TNA again in January. What, what's your initial thoughts on this developing story? And I guess, is there any snow in the uh, upstate New York, which it looks like will be coming soon if it hasn't already landed? Well, uh, we've got a dusting, but in Buffalo it's like six feet. So we really kind of lucked out, um, thank God. Uh, who knows? We'll see. But it's supposed to be like 50s this weekend. So a um, little worse for the wear in Buffalo, but in Rochester, we're pretty good. Uh, yeah, as far as TNA, you know, congratulations to them. I'm glad they got this done. And congratulations to us as wrestling fans. As much as we bang on TNA and rip TNA and say it sucks or it has sucked and it has all these problems, you know what? We have a second major company still uh, in, the, in this country. Um, a second major wrestling company. So that's still around. Uh, so that that's good. Um, what it's going to be, I, I think I'm very, very curious to see how much money they got, who they're going to keep, who they maybe can keep for financial costs. Um, you know, someone, people have talked about this on Twitter, at WorkShoePod, where I'm on. You know, maybe they could make it more of an indie feel and a, maybe a smaller kind of feel than they have in the past. Um Really, what are they going to do with this company? How is it going to go? Who are they going to keep? Who are they going to pay? Because they're not going to have all the money they had. You know, and it looks like the channel is available in 60 million homes, which is about 52% of the country. You know, is that a wide enough audience? So there's so many questions that I have with this deal and what it means for TNA. It looks like they're going to start in um, January of, of next year. So that's good that they'll be starting early, and it looks like they're going to try to tape from New York City. So that's a good thing. But there's so many questions that I have as to what this is going to look like for TNA moving forward. And you know what? That's what we're going to talk about this first segment. I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are WWE-centric, and they're going to want us most likely to talk about Survivor Series right off the top. But just like last week with New Japan Pro Wrestling with Jim Ross, I think it's the obligation of this show to actually talk about the big developing stories. And if anything happens while we're on the air, give us more information about this. We'll throw it to you. But like I said, for those who are want to hear WWE talk, we will talk about them, but a little bit later in the show. But, uh, Jay, I think right off the top, like you just said, they're going to be in less homes. I believe Spike TV was in about a little less than a, uh, a mi- what, 10, 100 million homes. 
They're at 60. Um, It's more than the El Rey network has, which is somewhere between 30 and 40 million. Um, I think that, you know, it's a good sign that Discovery has actually gone and said that they're going to go and keep them on Wednesday nights from 9 to 11. That's good. So whatever that audience they have won't once again have to change time. They'll just have to go to a new station, which, like I said, if before, you know, a couple of weeks ago, when it started to get out there, that Destination America was a possible suitor with the WGNs of the world, like that, I'll be honest. I think I had passed by the station once by accident, but I've never actually stayed on there. Before all this started, I had no idea what was on the network. I had really had no idea this channel existed besides, you know, going through quickly and going, okay, I didn't mean to go to that channel. Let me go, let me go to the one I actually meant to go to. So I think that this is going to be a little bit of a problem with the idea that people aren't going to know this channel exists. If this was on Discovery, the Discovery Channel, I mean, it would be a lot different than what they put on. But I think if you're in the Discovery Channel, people know exactly what that is. That's a primary channel on all basic cable. We don't know enough information right now to know if, you know, if this is going to be on a basic cable tier or if you're going to have to have, you know, an upper tier to get this channel if it's part of another thing, you know. So it's going to be very interesting in the coming weeks to find out what exactly Destination America is and how exactly the penetration will be. It'll be very interesting tonight that, you know, how much Spike TV allows them to put in saying that they're going to another network, especially the fact that it's been recorded in the, in the, you know, in the past. Um, after I, don't this, think that, I, would, I would suspect they didn't have enough time, Corey. Well, that's I don't interesting. I mean, enough time. I mean, this just happened, didn't it? We don't know. I mean, it's very interesting. That this this deal might have got done earlier, but they may have not felt it was the right decision to announce it officially until they were actually done with Spike TV with their shows. Because remember, this is the last night of Spike TV with first-run programming on there. They're still going to have a couple of times over the next couple of weeks where they'll actually have best-of shows, which will be kind of interesting to see over the last, you know, 12 years or... 12 years as a company, I guess, like the last nine on Spike, how much stuff you can actually, how many weeks of best of it you actually do. That might be a little bit shot at the company, but I apologize. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, I, like I said, I think this is good. I mean, it appears that they're going to not just do Impact. They're going to do other television specials and other weekly shows. So it looks like they're going to give them at least, you know, time, which is when you're trying to go and develop. <laughs> they're, a making new- the, they're making them a priority, which is important. Right. You know, making them a priority is a, is a big deal. So that's good. So I that's, mean, a, that's one positive. They're going to repeat impact. They're going to give them, and they're going to give them some type of weekly special, I believe, other than that, which is good. Um, I've heard they're going to do some reality thing, so, you know, we'll see about that. But it's good that they're giving them, giving them some time and maybe giving their personalities a chance to shine other than the two hours that they have uh, on Wednesday nights. And per the Wrestling Observer, which I'm actually reading from right now, Discovery Communications will own international distribution rights to the show in several parts of the parts of the world. So they're going to have a stake in this company. Dixie didn't sell the company to them. Like, you know, there was rumors that could have been done with the Toby Keiths of the world or the, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Corgan, Billy Corgan, where there were rumors point that, you know, these people were trying to buy the company. 
but they actually have an interest, a vesting interest in this company. And the key word there was it wasn't like it was a one-year deal. It's a multi-year deal. So usually multi-year doesn't mean like two years. It means that it's going to be a couple of years that this show is going to have to really do terrible ratings for them to get canceled, I would think. Especially the fact, you know, most people don't know this channel exists. And I think that they're going with the idea that wrestling has a built-in audience and it's going to help a channel turn into something more. Which is, you know, good. Let's let's see where this goes. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this. I do not see the ratings like tanking on Destination America. You look at Lucha Underground and the Network, and they doubled or tripled their audience from the first week to the second week. So I think wrestling, although we know the issues with the advertisers and the sponsors and, you know, the kind of, you know, per capita audience that watches wrestling, they do have a built-in audience. So I, and once people, you know, and we see with TNA how bad it was over these last couple of years, they still get their million people to watch it every week. So I'm not saying they're going to get a million people to watch it, but they will get an audience, a strong audience to to watch this show, and it'll be the highest-rated network on that show, I'm sure, in very short order. And you know what? It's got, it's, it's got, it brings hope. I think that's all a wrestling, like you said, you know, wrestling fans, they want, they want other things, but I think this brings hope that, T, that Dixie Carter wasn't just, you know, this is a, a really bad, because the guy that I'm going to mention right now is a guy that we all love, but this isn't, you know, another Paul Heyman situation where Paul Heyman, when ECW closed, he told everybody that he was still making deals, and at the same time, he was trying to work out a deal to become, you know, an announcer with, you know, WWF, WWE, and, you know, doing, you know, the movie Rollerball and everything else, while everyone thought that he was trying to save ECW at the end. So, I mean, at least Dixie Carter may have not, who knows if, uh, how, what exactly the, the details are of how much money Destination America is giving. But you know what? She wanted this company to survive, and it's going to survive. We don't know what it's going to be now, but you know what? At least she kept her word to the to the boys in the back and to the fans of the, the the people who have supported this company for so long that you know she didn't just take the money and run. So it looks like at least we may think she's an idiot, but at least you know they're still a company. Do we know? My question with Spike: Were they making money? Because I know they were losing money for a little while, but were they making money toward the end? With um, Spike, do you think? I think there were times they were. I mean. I don't know at the very end if okay, they so, were, but okay. So I mean, they probably were once they started cutting every cutting everything back. You know, maybe, maybe not. So my thing is, say they were making money, maybe a little bit, maybe they were breaking even. We know they're definitely getting less money from this Destination America. Mm -hmm. So what do you think that means for the roster in terms of you know these big money guys that are trying to re-sign Kurt Angle? You know, they've got Lashley there. They've got a couple of high, you know, Jeff Hardy. They've got a couple of high-priced guys there, guys who are not on the contract yet, who were on the board, on their kind of billboard, Destination America, like Bobby Lashley and Angle, who is going to sign but has yet to sign. What do you think that means for the roster? What that could mean for the roster? Um, I would say that it's going to mean that they're going to give a lot of people, they're going to let a lot of people know that it might be some of these, you know, incentive, incentive level uh, deals where they may go to a Bobby Lashley or Samoa Joe or someone and say, we're going to sign for less money right now. 
But if you stay with us and things work out, you'll get more you'll get more money on the back end. I mean, I guess they can do that. I mean, I think you got to keep a Kurt Angle just because of the name value and especially the fact the name of the, the company's called, you know, the channel's called Destination America and he's an American icon. I think you got to keep him. I think you keep a Bobby Lashley. He's got the military background. Why do you have to keep Kurt Angle? He hasn't wrestled in a year. The show's been fine. The shows have been awesome. Well, not awesome. The shows have been pretty good over the last few months without him being on the show. Why do you need him on the show? Because he's American? That's nothing to do with Destination America. You, you really need him on the show? I think that's been TNA's problem for all this time anyway. I mean, that's a moot point because Craig Angle is going to resign. They think of him as a kind of guy that they have to keep in the company. But would I rather have one Craig Angle as opposed to five or six good hands? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. But it's a moot point because that's what they're going to do anyway, sign Angle. All right. Well, like I said, I think you have to – I think that even like ECW, before they were ECW, when they were Eastern Championship Wrestling – and Ring of Honor in the beginning, you had a couple of well, maybe not Ring of Honor that came a little bit later. But I think you, I think you need to have a couple of brand name guys there to just to either bring in advertisers or bring in just a thought of the fact that you mean something. I mean, as much as we want to kill the fact of Hulk Hogan's time in TNA was a disaster, it did bring at least at first a little bit of name recognition. And I'm not sure if they would have got on the, you know, it, it wasn't a good thing, but I don't know if they would have got to, you know, the Monday night month of programming if they didn't, if they hadn't signed Hulk Hogan, you know? So, I mean, how'd that work, how'd that work out? I'm not disagreeing with you, but you know what? You could say, would they still be, have been on Spike TV for as long as they did if they didn't have Hogan, Angle, Sting for as long as they did? You know, like Spike TV was paying for, you know, a major portion of Sting's contract. They paid for a lot of these guys' contract because TV stations may not know what that, you know, may not know most guys, but a brand name person is going to help them go and care. You know, I mean... They, they, had, they had a million people, whether they had Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, Sting, Corey Richmond, Jason Brooks as the person. It didn't matter. I understand what you're saying. But look at Ring of Honor. Their ratings actually do pretty, you know, pretty well on the Sinclair Broadcasting. They don't have any name guys. You know, they built guys and established guys. We've talked about that a million times. But I, I get what you're saying. But my thing is, what do they do with the roster? I, I do worry about Kurt Angle's age. I definitely worry about that because he's very old mm -hmm. and he's very broken down. And I, I think it's tough to ask a guy to wrestle every week on your on your program, which they're going to need him to do. Obviously, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how they do it. The other thing is, what do they do with TNA? Do they do this, you know, in, in the new network? Do they make it this kind of elaborate kind of, you know, panic and go back to what TNA used to be with a lot of flash and not much, much substance, which has been the opposite of the last few months where they've really, you know, done better programming. You know, where do you see them going? Do you think they'll do more flash or more substance? Um, I think at first, I think the the first idea they'll have is most likely will be flash. And if that doesn't work, they'll try substance. I and mean, I think that I – it's a good question. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I think this is something that 
we're going to have to see on uh, the next couple of weeks on how, you know, what type of information we find out about what this deal is, you know? I mean, I think we're we're flying, you know, without a net right now when it comes to trying to go and quickly learn all the details of a deal <laughs> that may have happened quite a while ago but only became known to the public, you know, a handful of hours ago. Yeah, and, and listen, no matter what you want to say, this is a great day for TNA. It's a great day for wrestling. You know, we get to yell about a crappy show for on our podcast. It's great for the podcast. You know, and, and we, we'd have to call rename this the WWE podcast with a little ring of honor in New Japan, you know. So, and, and really, the best part of this is Corey can talk about the He can call him TNA again. I mean, that's why TNA did this deal, because they knew Corey Richmond of the Work Shoot Wrestling podcast was not mentioning them in the least. And they wanted him. They wanted his name mentioned on our podcast. So, thank you, TNA, for for lifting the band so Corey can mention you on the podcast. Now let we, me let me appreciate it. Let me ask you this: as we're recording the show, it's six twelve in the evening, Eastern Time. In about three hours, my a little less than three hours, TNA is going to have its last broadcast of new program on Spike TV. As a result of finding out they actually are going to exist. After the Spike TV deal is over, will you watch Spike? Will you watch this show? I'm not saying you don't watch it tonight, but will you come back? And because, like I said, I haven't watched TNA in what almost a month now. I think I'm not sure if I'm going to definitely watch tonight. I mean, I think I'll put it back on the DVR if some, you know. Look at you! Look at you getting coming back to an old girl, an old flame that cheated you, wasn't good to you treated you badly, was with another dude, and now you're coming back to that old flame. She's 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 gained a couple of pounds, but she's still looking good, okay? Well, the, the, Look at you, Corey. I'm, I'm proud of you for coming back. I think, but you know what, I think she actually had a boob job, and I'm, I'm actually, you know, trying to see what's what's underneath the shirt. But, um, <laughs> but the question was towards you. Will you, I mean, as far as I know, you also haven't watched TNA in at least, I think it's been a month since we... <laughs> I decided that I couldn't take it anymore. If you know, if you don't have a deal, I don't think you. We need to know know about you. Would you watch this week's, or are you just going to go fresh start, first of the year when they get onto the new station? If you if yeah, you I'm actually thinking, have a station. Yeah, I'm thinking more fresh start. You know, um, well, the LA, oh, um sorry, Lucha Underground is tonight. I've got some other stuff going on that I need to do work stuff. So. Um, you know, and also, this is the last show for two for two months, basically. And I don't know what kind of awkward show this is going to be. I'll read about it. And if there's a, you know, I always listen to, the, you know, I listen to other podcasts that review it. Um, review and Impact, another a great, great podcast. So I'll listen to that show and see what it was like. Maybe if I get a chance to listen to it. Or I will read what happened, but in terms of watching it, I, I don't think so. I think I want to really see what happens with Destination America. I have the channel, so I, you know, I can watch the show, and I'll be DVRing the new episodes for sure. I'm not going to watch any of the best of. I don't give, I, I could care less about the best of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, we'll see. You know, if I, if maybe I'll turn it on for a little bit, but I, I'm not really going to be that focused on it. And, and, you know, it's a shame, too, because Bobby Roode won the title. 
And I think that's really been overshadowed in all of this um, and, and everything that's kind of happened with TNA over the last couple of months. Because, I'm, you know, it's good that Rude is the champion. Um, I guess it was a really good match in an emotional way. But anyway, to answer your question, I may flip it on for a little bit, but unlikely I'll really be paying attention that much. Okay. I Like I said, I don't. I'll most likely, you know, put it on DVR and watch it at some point during the week, I guess. But I agree with you. I'm not going to go and watch the best of shows. I, if, I, if I wanted to watch best of stuff, I, you know, most likely take the 10 minutes, go and, go onto YouTube or uh, actually spend better time and actually go to Daily Motion and watch New Japan matches getting ready for, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 9 on January January 4th. Let me, let me ask you this. The show is in 60 million homes. They have two months to promote this thing. Where are they going to promote it? I have no idea. Maybe the Discovery Network. Discovery is connected through NBC, correct? Uh, that I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not sure. And I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's NBC. I feel like I. Um, I feel like it's NBC. So okay. So maybe connected through NBC. Maybe maybe not. But through Discovery, obviously. Mm-hmm. You would suspect they'd advertise the hell out of this mm-hmm. for that first show. On the Discovery Network, on Channel, or and on Destination America. How do you see this show doing? Do you see this show doing okay? Because the ratings for Impact have still been all right, even though everyone knows the freaking show's not going to be in the network anymore. Do you see the ratings being? I don't know. Maybe they get five hundred thousand people, three hundred thousand people. So I'm always optimistic, more optimistic about the numbers than I should be, but. Maybe three hundred to five hundred thousand viewers. I, I could I could see that. That might be high. I understand, but you're saying the you first know. you're saying the first week back, or you're saying like over the first couple of weeks because they're getting three hundred thousand. Yeah, I think say, Dixie throws herself off a ledge. Let's say over the first couple of weeks. Uh, new network. Um, they still they've never really recovered from moving from Thursday to Wednesday, which. You were absolutely right on. I mean, I thought it was a good idea to move nights to get away from Thursday Night Football. But it's Wednesdays. I don't think they've been over a million uh, viewers since they've gone to Wednesday. And if they have, it's been slightly over. So they still have never gone back up to where they were on Thursday. I think it's going to be a tough road. But, I mean, I think there are TNA diehards. And if they can get the channel, I think... I think you got to say you at least have basically seven hundred thousand to about seven fifty. You know, I mean, hey, the WWE wishes that that many people would consistently get the network, but that's another subject. Um, I would say you got to expect somewhere between six hundred thousand and eight hundred thousand people for that first week or two, because, like I said, teenagers. Really? Well, if you if you think they have three hundred thousand, that is going to be that would be. A disaster. But, 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 it's, but it's like 40 million less homes. So there's going to be a section of their audience that's not going to get the... So, okay. How, they had 60 million. Now we're going back to our old school math, which we did horribly when we talked about the network a couple weeks ago. They, they, they were so on 90 plus million. And now they're going down 90 to 60. Plus, 90 plus million. So that's 30 million less people. So that's what? 30% of their audience? Mm-hmm. And then when you consider the fact that they have to advertise, so that goes from what, maybe, well, I don't know, maybe a million people, 900,000 people to 
I don't know, 650,000 people, then they have to, you know, advertise. I don't know. I think the three and six number makes sense. I think it's going to take, I think it might take them a while to get up to, you know, 700, 800, 900, a million. But they've got a, they've got a few months to advertise this thing. So we'll They see. got about six weeks, I guess it is. Yeah. That's yeah. six I weeks. Get, I think if they get 600, 700,000, it'll be a great number. The first, the first week or two. And if and if Desti- if destination um, America is smart, and I'm sure if Spike TV has been this this willing to work with uh, TNA, especially the fact that you know they could have canceled them, and when they officially did in October, that they've continued for an extra month and a half, and it's going to be two months programming. If I'm Destination America, I run as I find out how much it's going to cost, and if it's in within reason. Every time there is a chance for a local commercial during Spike TV's, these best of shows, hoping that anybody, anyone at all is watching them, Destination America better be putting on advertising. They better figure out a way to go and go on the USA Network during, you know, like local time, putting on things during Raw, during SmackDown. They got it. Anything that has wrestling or MMA in the title, they better figure out a way to get enough advertising out there that people who are who are watching anything that is wrestling, at least knows they exist. Yeah, they, they need to get their wrestlers on different podcasts. I know not a ton of people listen to all the podcasts, but, mm-hmm. you know, the Stone Cold, the Jim Ross, the Jerichos, get your guys on these podcasts, on these shows. Let wrestling fans know where they can, you know, because right now don't worry about new fans. Worry about keeping those old fans. And so we'll, we'll see how they do that. Absolutely. And, like, one last thing on this before we, we go to break and talk about WWE. Uh, oh, by the way, before you go, go, we're inviting any TNA wrestlers, if they want to be on the Work Shoot Wrestling podcast, please email us, you know, or, or tweet us at Work Shoot Pod, and we would gladly have you on our show to talk about Destination America for as long as you'd like. Go ahead, Corey. And if they want to email, which I know nobody does in your opinion, but worksheetpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you guys want to email us, too, any thoughts, questions, comments about the show, you can, too. And, you know, like I said, at worksheetpod at palinate08. I know nobody wants to hear what I have to say in your opinion. But if they get bored, I have a couple of followers from this from this wonderful podcast that we had, so I'd just like to say that. Um, but what was I going to say before? Oh, before we go to break, this is last thing on this TNA. I think the, the thing that they have to figure out is, like you were saying before, they have to figure out what they are. This, is, this isn't a second lease on life. This isn't a third. This is kind of like a fourth or fifth lease on life on the fact that they still exist. From, you know, doing weekly shows for, you know, $10 a week on pay-per-view, doing, you know, Fox Fox Sports at like 3 a.m. in the morning, getting the Spike deal, starting on a Saturday, then have, you know, signing, staying, going to a prime time. Now with Destination uh, America, which it's going to take me a while, to be honest, to remember that name every single time. But this is something that they got to figure out what they are. They're not the WWE. They're not. They're not. They're not New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're not Ring of Honor. 
They have to be TNA Impact Dressing. They have to be their own thing. They got to figure out what they do well. Not go for the 412th time. Decide that the X Division for three months is something they care about. They got to realize that they don't. Ha- you know what? They have to go with younger guys. You have the guys who go and can be the guys who bring the people in. But you got to go and figure out what you are. Are you TNA? Are you a ripoff of ROH? Are you a ripoff of ECW from back in the day? Are you a ripoff of WWE? you got to figure out what you are and stick with it. Because I'll be honest, they've done well. when I saw, Like I said, when I saw those shows in New York City, feels like, you know, years ago at this point, they felt like they were they had an idea. But you know what? I don't know what this company is. It's been better. I've heard it's been better of late. It's a shame that, you know, I lost interest and I haven't watched over the last month. And I personally think they should have kept the title on Bobby Lashley, but... That's one, you know, one person's opinion. We could talk about way down the line another time. But maybe Jay disagrees with me. But we got to figure out what TNA Impact Wrestling is. Have yeah, I mean, a voice. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, no, I agree. I think with, you know, every brand, you know, every company, every business, they are a this. They are a something. Whatever, whatever they brand themselves are or whatever you market yourself, you need something a way to market yourself to, you know, WCW. This is where the big boys play. It was a horrible slogan, but their slogan was, this is where the actual wrestling takes place. And that helped them for a while until they started to be really bad, and then, you know, all that stuff that happened. Um, You know, but Ring of Honor, you know, this is, we don't do a lot of crazy gimmicks. We have really good, hard wrestling. They need to figure out ECW, you know, WWE. They need to figure out what their identity is because they need people to know what they're getting every week, basically. You know, what are you getting every week? Are you getting a little WWE-ish? Are you getting a little Ring of Honor-ish? What are you getting? And so I think they have time now over the next couple of months to really establish their identity and establish who they are as a company, and what they want to be. Are they the company for young up-and-comers? Um, or are they the company that, you know, keeps trying to get talent that gets released by the WWE? I guess Alberto Del Rio says he's going to go there now. You know, we'll see. What is TNA? What is the name of the company? Let's start with that. And, and, and what are they? I guess, we'll, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But, you know, the waiting is over. It's time to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about the WWE and Eric Rowan headlining Survivor Series. We'll be back in a moment. You're going to sit there and watch that referee count one, two, three, and those three seconds will feel like three years because your life will flash before your eyes. Every person you stepped on to get to the top, every single life you destroyed, it's actually going to be pretty fitting that you spend the rest of your time in the WWE cleaning toilets. Welcome back to the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. And um, Jay usually advertises a beer of the week, but he's decided to uh, continue with the great beer he was drinking last week in celebration. So I'm going to do something I usually never do. I'm going to have a nice Sam Adams Oktoberfest for the segment of the show. Sam Adams, that's a beer we haven't really heard of ever. That's an unusual one. 
Let's talk about something else that a lot of people should know about, as well as Sam Adams. That's punch.co, www.punc.co, which is our one of our, which is our sponsor. Um, they have clothing, they have sweatshirts, they have cool t-shirts. Um, and you know, the holidays are coming up. You may want to find some, you know, may want some shirts or some, some hoodies, some things for your loved ones. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, punch.co is a good place to go for that. We have free worldwide shipping and type in the word shoot all in caps at checkout and you save 15% off. So shoot S H O O T all in caps and you save 15% off. So that is punc.co, www.punch.co. And yes, I am drinking celebration because it's awesome. You know, you know, Corey, Oktoberfest, Sam and Oktoberfest, really good beer. It's a bit overrated. It's one of the first craft beers I got into when I was drinking, when I started drinking more craft beers, better quality beers. I think now a lot of beers are kind of, have kind of surpassed it. But it's still a, it's still, it's still a very, very good beer. Just saying. I think beers have surpassed it. That's all. Well, I bought a 24 pack. I still had some left, so I'm drinking that. And if you guys want to tweet what your beer of the week is, you can at worked shoot pod. So you definitely please tweet, send pictures, whatever. All right, Corey. So we got to talk about the WWE, right? Yep. The WWE where the guys who are the secondary players in the Wyatt family are in the main event while the guy who was the lead, Bray Wyatt's in a feud where if you don't like promos, you would have, you know, you wouldn't exactly be enthralled by what's going on with Bray, but Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, main eventing a pay-per-view. That's different. Well, hey, well, let's not put those two guys in the same sentence. Luke Harper is legit. I mean, Luke Harper is a legit, legit dude. But, you know, I don't know. How should Zaro turn into a baby face? That would have been a good uh, spot for him to turn, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, they, you know, uh, rewatching Raw today and watching the end when they had the five guys putting their arms up, and you're looking at these five guys, you know, and you're like, Cena, okay. Cena, of course, the malcontent of all malcontents. Even though he's the golden boy of the company, he's totally um, politics in the back. That doesn't make any sense. You, you have Ziggler, who, thank God, he, he's getting a little spot. You know, and, and the big show? I mean, seeing the big show. Um, and I'm glad for Ryback, too. But big show and Eric Rowan? What's he done? Why is he Why is he in that spot? You know, God, I don't know. You could put Heath Slater in that spot. I mean, I don't know. Eric Rowan? Really, Corey? I mean, I guess maybe that's the feud that they're looking to do after... The Survivor Series is him against Eric Rowan. I guess it's a natural feud. But I was definitely hoping they would do something more with Ziggler and Harper because I think uh, they had a really good match, and I think they could have a fantastic feud if they continued that on. Um, I don't know. What, what, what were your thoughts? Um, it made me think a couple of things. I think we spoke about this for a moment yesterday when uh, we were figuring out that we were doing the show once again on a Wednesday because of you know my hectic schedule. But I think that this is all leading into a couple of different storylines in regards to, I think, I don't think Eric Rowan's ever going to actually wrestle in this. Well, the idea of him wrestling is also a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think Eric Rowan's ever going to actually wrestle in this match. I think he's going to get attacked before the match and 
You're going to see Captain Boring make his return. And also, I see... Uh, I don't think WWE ever says anything just for the hell of it. They either say to go and let the smart marks, the people who, you know, on the internet who think they know more than they do, you know, go and do a wink at them and say, yeah, we listen, but we don't care, a.k.a. Cesaro coming out and, you know, basically giving us false hope for 30 seconds with him being on the team, a guy who actually most people like. But the other thing they did was with Sheamus. There was a line that I believe it was Stephanie McMahon said where he said, you know, after the last tour of Europe, you know, your paperwork isn't wasn't right and you're not, you know, you're, you're not a U.S. citizen, which, you know, makes you remember the whole Michael Bennett, I'm sorry, uh, Michael Elkin situation. But I can see the idea of somebody who should be turned heel years ago, Seamus may be turning heel at the pay-per-view in order to go and stay in the country. I could see them doing that. I mean, I see there's things they can do here. I don't know what they will do. But you went and, just like me earlier today, went and heard that there's a new stipulation that's going to be announced on Friday for SmackDown. So if you don't want to know what that particular stipulation is, you know, fast forward about a minute while we tell you what it is. But... Jay, it kind of makes it seem like with this stipulation, it's going to be one of those ridiculous things going on. So, Jay, let, let us know what happened at the SmackDown tapings and what the stipulation new one in this match is. So, during the SmackDown tapings, Triple H said the stipulation that was added is that if Cena, Team Cena wins, that every member of Team Cena will be fired. Um... So if teams or if teams yeah, if Team Cena loses the match, I should say, sorry. If Team Cena loses the match, every member will be fired. Corey, John Cena is the golden boy and the most profitable member of the WWE. He is the Hulk Hogan of the WWE, like him or not. There is no way in the world he'd be fired. That takes I and listen. And this is what we talk about time after time after time. This show is made for eight-year-olds. What person of any legitimate age, a teenager, let's just say teenager, would think that John Cena could possibly get fired? There's, on, there's no way. It's such a stupid stipulation. And then for anyone who's older, there's not a chance that we... There's no way that they could lose this match. No way that Team Cena loses this match. I, I think it's... I think it's absurd. I think it's dumb. I don't think it adds any intrigue to the match. I think it we it absolutely makes us realize it's lowered my interest in this tenfold. We know who's going to win already. We already know who's going to win. Now, I think it makes our show more interesting because we could speculate on what they're going to do after Team Cena wins because they're going to win. It's crazy. Why would they put this? Let me ask you this. Yes. I'm, I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying to make this a clean podcast. Wow. What is the reason? Yeah, I know. I know. Every now and then. <clears throat> what is the reason they would add this stipulation? What, what do you What do you think the thinking that went behind this? Well, I think that the idea of adding a stipulation. For if Cena's team, you know, Cena's team losing, 
and makes sense. That makes sense. The idea that this whole entire time it's like if the authority lose, they're out of power. But if Cena's team loses, nothing happens. So I like the fact that they were smart enough to go and realize that there should be stakes on both sides. But the stakes that are going on are dumb, just like you said. And let's be honest. I want to put I want to put on SmackDown. Why is it on the B show on a Friday before the pay-per-view? That doesn't make any sense either. It's like they tried to sneak it in there. Well, I think, one, because they want to go. And for people who tune into the network on Sunday for their free uh, free pay-per-view, they go and they re- they turn on the pay-per-view and they find out, like, oh, my God, there's something new that's going to happen here. And if you stick it out on Friday when nobody realizes it, it may not, it may not distract people from tuning in because they may not realize what happened because – like I said, if you're listening to this show, you most likely are savvy enough to know that there is a thing called the Internet and you can read rumors and different things and go find out what's happened even on shows you didn't see. But I think it's something that they went and saw the ratings were not good again this week. And they panicked. They weren't like, all right, we got to add something. And I think they added something that was dumb. And also because it logically doesn't make sense. Like, if you're Vince, right? Vince said, we're going to do this, and we're going to have, you know, we're going to have this be authority. If they do it, they lose their power. There could be some logic behind it, that the authority isn't working, that things aren't working. I think it's still silly, but whatever. But now you're arguing that, you know, Vince McMahon is going to agree that they're going to lose the most profitable member of their roster, if they if they lose the match, that doesn't make that makes no sense at all. I get the stipulation thing, but there's so many logic arguments in this. You know, Alex Greenfield, who's on Twitter, former writer for the WWE, Alex D. Greenfield, he says, "I know they're not. I know you're not playing up any song about the WWE. I know they're not playing to the IWC crowd, Internet Wrestling Community audience, and all." But couching Cena as some kind of anti-establishment hero breaks the fiction for me. And basically meaning kind of what I've said is Cena being the one to put it to the authority just seems really disingenuous for me. Um, I, I just have this really, really big problem for it. And I understand that they're not playing the internet wrestling crowd. Um, they did that a little bit with Ziggler, but for the most part, they aren't doing that. Fine. At least make this logical. Make this make some kind of sense. I just I don't I don't get it. I don't love this at all. I think people are gonna be into it, I guess. But I think this is I think this paper sounds like it's I think this is gonna be awful. I think it's gonna be a, a fine show, but we know what's gonna happen. We know who the winner's gonna be. I mean the the, the thing that we may see is maybe Orton turns or, or sorry, Orton returns. Or maybe Seamus turns. Maybe. Other than that, I mean, I think it's going to be a good match, but just an elimination match where Cena wins at the end and beats Rollins. I don't see any other any other thing happening. I bet the house on Cena, Team Cena winning. Well, let's, let's take this a couple of ways. One, I think they're doing this because they want to get Vince McMahon back on TV. And whenever, like we said in the past. Why? Whenever- he's, why? He looks, he's... Corey, he doesn't look good. He doesn't, I mean, he, he looks fine for a 69-year-old man, but being on TV every week, 
I think that's going to be a disaster. Why are they pushing him to be on back on TV? Or is he pushing himself? Uh, I think it's a horrible idea. I don't. I, in no way do I think he wants to be back on TV. I think this is what we said. I think in the past that Bonnie, we could kill her just like we killed Dixie Carter and every other woman of power in the industry. It appears at times, but Dixie Carter, who's the head of you know USA Network, believes. With her, I'm sorry. What I said? You said Dixie Carter. Um, we blame Dixie for enough stuff. What's <laughs> up for the USA? Oh, I actually thought I said Dixie. Uh, Dixie. Dixie Hammer. Let's just combine the two of them together. Um, but Bonnie Hammer, who's, like I said, basically the head of USA Network, has always been under the idea if ratings go down, the automatic way for ratings to go up is to put Vince McMahon and the McMahon family on TV. And that's what, they're gonna, that's what they've always done. That's what they're going to do now. And I really think that we have to look at this on the idea of, like you said, we all know. We all are pretty much insh- know what's going to happen after this show. And let's be honest. Even if let, let's say Team Cena loses, okay, let's throw that out there for a third of a second. Team Cena loses. Do you really think for even more than you? You even you think Cena's going to miss one goddamn show? Even if he, he'll be hired back the next day. That's how you. That's how you can bring back Vince. Also, Vince goes and say, Vince comes out and says the way you guys won is ridiculous. I'm hiring all of them back. Even if oh they lose, God. look Corey, at this. That's, not, that's so stupid. But look oh. at this. Think about think about four or five years ago with the Nexus, when you had the whole entire thing with John Cena, where he supposedly what he lost his job and he came back on the house shows as Juan Cena, and everything else. I mean, it's not. This isn't, this isn't the first time they've decided they're going to fire John Cena, and he doesn't even miss a single show. It's dumb. I agree with you, <laughs> but I don't know if you by saying that Team Cena. Losers, if they you know they lose their job, I think this could all be part of. I I think there is a chance the authority wins, but I mean, I, would I bet the house on it? The authority is going to win, no. But I think the authority could win, and that's how you bring Vince back anyway. And Vince rehires all these people, or we see some sort of as horrible as it sounds, we may see some sort of rematch because that's what they love to do at TLC. I mean, like I said, I don't. I I'm. I think I'm okay with the idea of no longer having heel authority figures. I'm not really having authority figures at all anymore. I I think we've had them for way too long. I think it's most likely time to go in a new direction. But I the way that the reactions that Triple H and Stephanie get, I think they. I think there's a good chance they stay. And I think that you may have hurt the idea of people watching the show. By having you know this ridiculous second stipulation, but I wouldn't be surprised if the authority wins, which and then you have some sort of thing where Cena has to do something to get rehired, or he's got to make some one of his own sacrifices to get everybody else rehired. I don't know. I'm hoping that's not what happens, but I don't. I'm not sure if I can honestly say that um, next Monday on Raw we're gonna we're not gonna see Stephanie or Triple H as authority figures. I think this is the thing. I, I know what you're saying about the authority figures and that they're played out and, you know, whatever. Uh, but I talked about this at work shoot pod and on some of the me- wrestling message boards I'm a part of. I think Stephanie and Triple H are the best heel authority faction since Vince McMahon. And I think it's probably not even close. I think 
Triple H and Stephanie, it's funny, I was thinking about this while watching the show, how they kind of compliment each other in their promos. You know, when Triple H is really agitated, Stephanie will calm him down. Um, when Steph, when Triple H is unsure of stuff, Stephanie will fight for him. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's an indication on their marriage or that's just the way they play it up in the storylines, but you could tell there's definite, like, chemistry between the two of them. So I think they do a really good job. And I think they're entertaining characters, and they're good characters. And Triple H has been there. He's been in the company for a long time. He's been on top. Stephanie has been there for a long time. This isn't a Jack Tunney scenario uh, back in the day, way day. So do I think that we can move on from these authorities, these two? Sure. But if you're telling me that we're going to get Vince McMahon and Mick Foley or uh, Sting or whatever being the GM of Raw or us having guest hosts every week, you know what? I'm, I'm all set. I'm all set. Keep the authority out there for me. Because I love Sting, I love McFoley, and I love Vince, but I don't want to see these guys out there every week. I don't. I have no interest in seeing them out there every week. Not in a GM capacity. We've seen how all that's worked out, and usually it doesn't work out well. It's not compelling enough of a story, to be honest with you. Um, you need to make this show. This is the question. If the authority for the last two years or two and a half years the show has been about the authority. Basically, since CM Punk was the champion, after once he left and the Rock stuff, and you know, the, he, you know, the Rock won against Cena at WrestleMania, all that stuff with Cena and the Rock. That was when the authority kind of took over. So for the last two years, it's been the authority. What will the show be about post-authority? Is the show going to be about the title? Because the champion's not there too often. Um, will the show be about Cena? The show's been about Cena for 10 years. Will the show be about the new up-and-comers? I don't know if I have faith that they're going to make this show about the new up-and-comers. What is the show going to be about when the authority isn't there? I don't know the answer to that, Corey. And I'll be honest with you. I am not completely confident that the WWE knows the answer to that. And they need to, they, they better figure out the answer to that because these ratings are slipping. They're slipping low, but they are slipping. Uh, let's see. How do I answer that? Uh, you threw a lot of things out there. You basically pulled a Corey Richmond on that one, asking 47 questions at one time. Well done by you. <laughs> okay. The most important question that I do want you to answer is if the authority loses, assuming the authority loses, okay. what, will this show, what will this show be about? I think it will be about the authority trying to get their power back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's Triple H and Stephanie feuding with Vince McMahon for the company. I think that's what you're going to have going to some sort of match with. They, haven't they had this a bunch of times already? They've had this. Well, We've seen this. I agree, but you know what? Wrestling isn't is Honestly, let's be honest here. Wrestling, just like TV shows, which it is, movies, there are only a certain number of plot points that they have. And they're going to continue to reuse them. Usually it's recycled, you know, you, you hope every 10 years. But pretty much every story that WWE, TNA, ROH, Ring of Honor, ROH is Ring of Honor because I'm dumb, WCW, ECW, WCCW, all these companies, there aren't that many different storylines that these companies do. 
There's like 10 storylines that these companies do, and they rehash them time over time. And hopefully that when they rehash them, they're as good as the original or they're not horrific. And you want to, you know, you want to hit yourself over the head with your computer screen. So, I mean, it's not like these are the most, you know, creative people who ever lived. You know, most of these storylines are very simple. It's called one guy has the title. The other guy wants it. One guy is jealous of another guy. So he turns on him because they were friends. One, you know, one guy wants power and the other guy just wants to go and... Be, you know, be loved by the fans. I mean, there aren't that many different prototypes, and I'm not talking about John Cena here. There aren't that many different prototypes of stories that wrestling uses. You gotta remember, the fans, most fans of wrestling aren't exactly as smart and college educated as the two of us. You know, so I mean, there aren't 4,000 different storylines that these companies use. And you know what? If something has worked in the past, they're gonna do it again. How many different versions have we seen with groups of the NWO? How many times did we see the NWO? We had the NWO. We had NWO Black. We had NWO Wolfpack. We had NWO Silver. We had NWO 2000. We had NWO New J- you know, Japan. We had NWO out of, you know, from back in WWE. You know, we've had 4,000 different versions of every godforsaken angle that these companies have ever done. These aren't rocket scientists who are doing this. I mean, Vince McMahon's very smart. I mean, he sometimes thinks he's lost his mind. But it's there aren't that many different stories that this, these companies do. And if they think in the past that it's worked, and it did work at points, they think it's going to work, they go back to their bread and butter when things aren't going well. Things aren't going great right now. So they're going to do what they've always done. And one of the typical stories is struggle for power, a.k.a. John Cena versus Randy Orton for the 412th time. But this how year. is this going to lead to a match? It's Vince McMahon against Triple H. He's no, a sixty-nine-year-old no. man. No, so you, what's the what's the end game? It's the same thing that you here. This is it was a terrible match, but this is what you had what a couple of years ago when you had Vince McMahon was this Vince McMahon had one guy, Donald Trump had another guy. You had which wound up having Bobby Lashley versus. I can't remember off the top of my head who, who he faced. Umaga, um, Umaga. Umaga. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. You know, Umaga. You, 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 very likely you could have, you know, maybe you have Triple H versus, this may be how you get Triple H versus The Rock this year. The Rock is representing WWE and Vince McMahon. Triple H is representing the authority. And it's one of these, you know, winner, which we're doing for the fourth time. Winner has control of the company. It's the way that you have, you know, the Rock on the show, and he trusts Triple H, and maybe that's how you get to that match. You know, you had a couple of years ago where you had something similar, maybe, you know, Stone Cold, you know, would be the, the voice piece, and he'd have somebody wrestle for him because he wasn't able to go. This isn't like a new concept where you have a guy who's boistering talks, and he's another guy who fights for him, you know? Think about it. It's basically the whole time, I think, every time Paul Heyman gets, you know, his mouth does something, Brock Lesnar's going to you want to watch. It is going to be television that you want to watch, and this is going to be television that other people want to watch. I don't know, and I, and I, and I don't th- I don't think it is. I, I don't think every Raw for three hours the show's long enough. Uh-huh. Now we got Vince McMahon coming out, and his old ass is going to say, "You know, I want control, and I want control, and I want control, and I want control," and then they're going to have whatever guys fight for each other. I, I just I. I I hope that that's not the direction they're going. I hope so, too. But let's be honest here. 
If we were all thrilled with the WWE product, do you think I'd be running and going to uh, watching, a, you know, a three be psyched watching at you know three o'clock in the morning? Something I don't, I can't even understand the commentary for. And New Japan Pro Wrestling, as much as I've gone head over heels into it, do you think I'd be? Yes, I like ROH. Do you think I'd be into ROH or you know actually happy that TNA is still around and there's actually something that'll be the watch? If, it, if WWE was great, I would not need to go and hopefully be as pumped up to hope good things happen to these other companies. Luke, you at least with the El Rey Network are able to hear, I don't know how good he is, you're able to hear Matt Stryker and uh, Disaster Known as Vampiro in English. I'm so starved. I'm so starved for a quality product that I'm watching either with mute or trying to understand what the hell is being said in Spanish because I didn't pay as close enough attention as I should have in high school when I took Spanish <laughs> and trying to go and watch Hugo, who's a great announcer, who can speak English if you had to. I'm watching Hugo do the do the godforsaken commentary and watching, you know, some good matches, but the WWE's doing what they're supposed to do. I think I, with three hours plus NXT, which I love, NXT most likely is my second favorite product out there, maybe my first. But if they were doing the job that they were supposed to do, Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, and, you know, five hours of TV. That should be enough for one person and not have to be going crazy trying to find something else that is watchable. And none of these other things that are on right now are so over-the-top great that's going to stop me from watching the WWE because even though WWE isn't great right now, it still has better value overall with how it's done shot on TV and everything else, and it still is the number one product to watch because it still has the best elements of everything that's out there. If, sure, you know, I agree. if Ring of Honor had the television capability of WWE, if they were putting quality HD programming with a lights, you know, with lights that you could actually see things and it, you know, they had better venues, all this stuff, maybe I'd be even a bigger fan of Ring of Honor. If New Japan Wrestling, one time, they're going to have Jim Ross. That's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be great, and I from I see the product. It's going to be a great product, and it will be a great four-hour show. Which, like a WrestleMania, I won't be looking at my watch every three seconds, hoping that something great happens on these Raws, which I'm losing my godforsaken mind three hours every week. I fast forward when I actually watch SmackDown, and you know, twenty minutes if, if it takes that long, maybe ten. If there's a quality match, I'll sit down and I'll watch it. I'm struggling because I love wrestling. I'm watching all these goddamn products because the WWE isn't good enough that it takes my full attention. So you know what? You're asking me, am I? do I like what's going on right now? No, I don't. But since, since we started this podcast or the day that the, his one mention of the show, which we do every week, CM Punk decided that he couldn't take any more of this crap. And when Daniel Bryan got hurt, Cesaro not getting pushed, Ziggler getting a win on TV once every six weeks on Raw, on the show that matters, I'm not happy. I mean, I try to be somewhat positive on this show. I try, but if you're going to put me in the corner and say, am I happy? No! I don't want to talk about the WWE 24-7. That's why when TNA gets a godforsaken deal, New Japan brings in Jim Ross, ROH has to pay for all these other things, I'm thrilled to talk about something else because I'm not in love with this godforsaken product. I am trying not to curse because neither one of us has done it so far. But I just want to say, you know, a couple of words that start with F and S and a lot of other words. If you want to say something right now so I can take a deep breath, you can. But 
Honestly, this isn't a great product. Listen, Corey, listen to me. Listen to me. Yes. A new day is coming. (laughs) A new day is coming. Take it from Pastor Biggie Langston. I had a pastor in my office today for a student we had. And he was preaching to her, just like Big E was preaching to the WWE Universe and the audience. A new day is coming. Yeah, it's called Next Monday with Larry the Cable Guy. Woo-hoo! A new new day is coming. Oh, my God. And the new day meaning the three black guys who they're trying to put over, uh, Big E, Kofi, and Xavier Woods are going to be jobbing on Raw in a matter of weeks. Oh, you mean they'll, they'll actually make it to Raw? They, they won't be on a main event or superstars, which, you know, you don't have that great WWE network. Oh, my God. Well, listen, a new day's coming, so we're going to be fine, Corey. You don't worry about that, okay? Pastor Big E says a new day is coming. All right. He was sweating heavy in his promo. He was wiping his brow. He had the women singing beautifully in the back. I don't know. What were they singing? Get on the roll. I get go go. Get on the roll. I don't know what they were saying. Corey, I think during the break you need to play Big E's promo or Big E's vignette on Raw. It was fantastic. I predicted on this show that it was going to be really bad, and it was probably worse than I imagined. I mean, he just sweated and talked and yelled and stood there like <laughs> he wore this. Just tight white shirt where you could see his muscles and preached for five minutes about nothing. It was so bad. It was so bad. All right, I was I was gonna allow the new day thing to pass this week. I didn't. I wasn't gonna bring it up. It's a new day. But all right, you mostly didn't see this, but I saw this on Facebook. I forgot who put this up, and I thought it was someone just doing, you know, just having some fun. And then I actually went and looked and saw it was real. And if I could find the picture again, that might be the picture for this show when you go and you look, and it won't be, you know, TNA New Deal or anything. There's a godforsaken picture of this new stable that you want them to take seriously, smiling and making faces, taking pictures backstage with Stupid Cat, or whatever the hell this stupid godforsaken... Grumpy Cat, all right? Grumpy effing cat. The grumpy cat was over on Monday. He was sleeping. He was more over than Eric Rowan. He was sleeping. (laughs) He wasn't grumpy. He was asleep. Isn't that what the grumpy cat is? I have no idea. You know, I'm out of touch. I have no idea what the grumpy cat is. Someone told me on Twitter at work, shoot pod, that it's a a cat with a genetic disorder. (laughs) I don't, I have no idea. It was, Corey, it's a new day. Fine. It's a new day. Hold on. I I heard, I don't think it was said on Raw, but I guess he has, he or she, whatever the hell this cat is supposed to be, has some sort of Christmas special on Lifetime? How many freaking male wrestling fans are watching Lifetime? Why the hell do we have this crap? Uh, I'm sorry. not trying to get angry. It's a positive show. Not trying to get angry. You've been angry for, what, the last 10 minutes or so. I've been angry You've for the last... Fi- you just haven't been, cur- you haven't been cursing yet. I have been angry for the last... Uh, next week is our 50th show. I just- Re- Really? Is it really? Corey, we need to do something good for it. It's a big show. There's, there's a 50-50 chance that because of the holiday, we may not have a show, but we're we're working on that. We're going to see yeah, if we can get... Right. We may not have a show. We're going to see if we can. 
Um, or at least maybe do some sort of small update. We, we'll figure that out. But um, we may, Well, maybe if I'm able to get to the Bronx next week, we could even do a live show where we've had one too many adult beverages. Uh, and Survivor Series is as good as I think it's going to be. It's going to be a lot more than one. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I, m- I might finish more than one of these uh, Oktoberfest before we finish the show at this point. But um, what was I saying? Oh. Oh, it's a new day. That's what you're talking about. It's a new day. It's a new day. Corey, what, what are they doing with these guys? What is this going to be? When they come to the ring... What are they going to... Are they baby faces? Are they heels? What are they? I don't and know, why but... Is, why, why are, they, are they doing this? Because Del Rio called them... Sued them and called them racist. And so they're like, oh, we need to put somebody... They, someone of color over. Like, what is this? It doesn't make any sense. It's so know. dumb. And and you know what? Three, these three guys are really talented. And I think as a group, they could be really good. Because Xavier Woods can talk. Um, and, and wrestle. Big E's the muscle, and Kofi's the high fire. I think they can actually be not, you know, just being black. I think they're a good, a, could be a good stable that complement each other. But I think they don't know what to do with people of minority. It's like, just give them a generic gimmick based off what black people should be? I don't know. James Brown a pastor, and then Kofi who didn't do anything? Come on! So, so bad. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder... Well, let's touch rephrase this. It's not sometimes. It's a lot of the time I wonder why we watch wrestling. It, <laughs> it's a classic thing that many people have said that most wrestling fans who have a half a brain, and I'm not trying to insult wrestling fans even though I just did. God, I just did day and night. But you I may need to cut that. You may need to edit that out. We don't edit you know? anything. We don't edit All anything. Right. All right. We're like John Pollock. He says he's going to go back and edit it. It never happens. All right. uh, but let's be honest here. If you were meeting somebody for the first time and you were telling things that you, you had interest in and they seemed like they were somebody who had, who had more than, you know, like a third grade education, is the first thing that you say you're interested in is watching wrestling? No, I didn't tell my girlfriend for several weeks after I know. After I, know, I sat her down, Corey, and my girlfriend is beautiful and and she's amazing. And I sat her down. She is real, people. Dating, she is real. I have seen told her. her I, what'd you say? She is real. I have. Yeah, I, I haven't. I can actually say I've seen her. Yes, she's real and she's spectacular. So listen, I sat her down. That's the word to someone who I, actually uh, wants to make sure they're not sleeping on a couch whenever uh, season next. Well, no, she is. But I had to have a talk <laughs> with her, Corey, and, and, and basically tell her, like, hey, you know, um, I have something I really need to tell you. And I wasn't telling her I had, like... Herpes? Uh, whatever. <laughs> this is the talk. Excuse I me. I was telling her I had an STD. I was telling her I liked wrestling. I think she, she would have been happier if you told her you had an STD. I mean, and she's like, oh, man, I thought that was going to be really... But it turned out it's fine. She really supports the show. Um, and she's really, you know, she's... I mean, I'm glad, you know, she's glad to have this outlet. And I love doing the show. But I, I do think sometimes where... And, and this is the attitude error, too. Like, let's not... 
you know, let's keep it real. The Attitude Era did some stupid things, too. But, Duke man, the Dumpster Drossy. Like what? Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Ahmed Jones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, oh, my gosh. This New Day thing is... But then you have really cool characters like Blue Carper and Dean Ambrose and Bray. So that, like, leaves you hanging, keeps you going. And we had CM Punk for years, and that kind of kept us going. We need, we're going to need a couple more people to keep us going. Please, somebody, come up from the ranks. Help us out. You know, we need you. Sami Zayn, whoever. You know, it's, it's funny when... Before this whole entire TNA deal came about, I honestly, one of the things I was going to go and talk to you about and hope we can get, you know, five or six minutes of it out of of this subject was about, you know, how good, how terrifically good, terrifically good, is that even a, I don't know if that's right or not, but how really fantastic this week's NXT was. But this is one of these things that I think is going to have to go on the back burner. And if we do talk about it, we talk about next segment, which we will take a break in a moment. But... I wanted to be positive. I did. I wanted to be positive. I wanted to talk about how great Sami Zayn was this week and how much I'm looking forward to next week's show after all the good things that happened. But, I, think that, I think that's the best I think that's the best thing going. NXT. Yeah. Other than Adam Cole, who's been fantastic in Ring of Honor. I think he may be the MVP of wrestling this year. He has been awesome. But other than him... You know, and I, I like what Ring of Honor is doing, but NXT was awesome this week. And, and by the best thing, there, there, there are absolutely some positives, but Raw and the current WWE product is not one of them. I, you know what? I think, is there anything else that happened on Raw that we should and talk about before we go to break? The Bunny. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about from Raw <laughs> that made that... I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought the bunny was hilarious. I thought the bunny. I thought the bunny was funny. I thought it was funny. They can get you know some problems if he's going to be sexually uh, sexually assaulting other wrestlers, you know, by uh, yeah, dry he, humping he, he them. Did, yeah, he did sexually assault Adam Rose. He, he absolutely did. <laughs> uh, no, I thought the I actually thought the bunny was hilarious. <laughs> I thought the bunny was hilarious. Um, and and also I thought it was interesting because it's a PG show. That's a little. It is a little suggestive, but a little. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what about Grumpy Cat? We should talk, we can talk about Grumpy Cat some more. Um, no, I'm going to pass on that. As much as I think the Miz and Grumpy Cat had moments of you know greatness, not really. Um, I think and Grumpy Cat. What about Ambrose and Wyatt? Um, I just think Ambrose and Wyatt has gotten really lost in the shuffle, and I mean, I just don't. I thought you had another good promo from the two of them. I thought it was good. But I just don't know if I care about them right now. And I feel like I should care more or this is something that shouldn't be on Survivor Series when it's out, when it's overshadowed by something that we all know what's going to happen. But it's just – it feels like it's on the wrong show. It really does. Yeah. And I just don't know. I agree with I, I really just wish that this match didn't wasn't announced and we saw this as uh, one of the – Two or three big matches for TLC. I agree with you. I think it shouldn't be on this show at all. Um, I think they should just have, just go old school. Just have traditional Survivor Series matches. Um, I guess they added a women's match, uh, Survivor Series women's match. Have the Divas title match. Have the elimination match. 
have a jobber match or two, and like that's it. Um, I, I feel like this this has been absolutely overshadowed. This was the biggest thing on their last show in the main event, and I feel like they've really not done a good job of highlighting it and giving it time. We talked about that earlier, how we wanted them to give this feud a little bit more time, and we thought that maybe is where they would go with it, and that's it, it, it's gotten less and less time every single week. And um, I, I haven't liked how they've promoted it at all. I think these guys could have done some amazing, amazing work. And they've done a nice job with what they've been given, but I, I, haven't, I haven't been super impressed with, with the time they've been given at all. I can't disagree with you on that. I mean, like I said, will it be a, do I think it could be a decent to good match? Yes. Am I interested in it? No. And it really hurts. And this is what hurts a lot of these cards. And we talk about... And we spoke, and you said this a little bit earlier. This could be a, this could be in ring, could be another good show. But as someone who's buying this network, just like Jay, and for someone who's not a first, you know, a new subscriber, so they're not getting it for free. This, you know, the show. Most of these shows that aren't one of the big three, your SummerSlam, your Royal Rumble, and your big one, WrestleMania. They all feel like one show, one and a half match shows. That it's there's maybe a match here or there you may want to see, but for the most part, I couldn't care less. And I just, I'm going to say it again. If I was, if I didn't have this podcast, I don't know if I'm running and jumping to watch three hours of WWE programming this weekend. Or you know what? And it, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it on Sunday. I might watch it on Monday. I might. I might not watch it on Monday. And if if we wind up not doing a show this week, I may not watch the show until we do another show. Because I'm. I have real no, especially with this new stipulation. Which, if you wanted, for those who fast forwarded the minute for this, for the spoiler part, I just don't know what to say about this product. I want. To, I want to be positive. I want to be happy. I wish I was like the Eddie Z's of the world, who you know, who see this as a better product than it is right now. I wish I can say that this was a great product, but it's not, and it suffers the fact that we could talk about this when we come back from break for a moment. But if you were someone who has this one month preview of the WWE as a first time subscriber, have they done enough? And I know that we still have a couple more days before it's over. This free month, but have they done enough that you want to go and give them actually nine ninety nine next month and going forward? We'll talk about that and more when we come back from break. This is the Worksheet Wrestling Podcast, and I'm going to keep on drinking some beer and getting a little buzzed. Speak to you guys in a moment. Open your eyes, open your eyes, and see your dreams in the distance. I said your dreams in the distance. Or wishing we are the privileged. Through faith, all things are possible. I said, all things are possible. And with the power inside of you, ain't no stopping you. We won't hesitate to fight for a better day until we claim. I said, claim our victory. Yo. 
gonna be great. Do y'all feel it? You feel it, don't you? Feel the power of the new thing. Don't stop till you reach the top, and what I'm hating, keep hating, you'll be winning a race. All right, we're back with uh, more of We Love WWE currently. Um, before we went to break, I asked Jason if he was a new subscriber to the network who's had this almost a month of free programming, if uh, if he would continue watching, if he was, you know, somebody who hasn't up to this point got the network and just got it <coughs> for the free month. Jason, Jason Brooks... My good pal and friend who does the show with me, take off the host hat for a second. Would you? Do you believe the WWE of what they've done in the last month? Would you go and keep the network? I think the network is good. I think it depends on what kind of fan you are. And I don't know if I was. If I okay, we'll do it this way. If I were an older fan, would I keep it? Probably, because I'd like the old pay-per-views. I'd like, you know, whatever. If I were a new fan, you know, say I was a kid, I don't know that I would be that crazy to keep it. Um, so I don't know if there'd be enough on there that I would care about as, like, a 12-year-old who cares about, like, John Cena and a couple other guys. So I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 think, it, I think it really depends. Um to answer your question in just a blanket statement, probably not. Probably not. For instance, uh, the Macho Man uh, DVD. You know, have that as a show. Have that as something on the network. You know, the Paul Heyman thing. Have that as something on the network. Uh, so, I, I would say, I would say no. I would say no. But I, you know, I heard the ECW Exposed thing wasn't great. Um, so, that's what I would say. One word, no. Okay. Like I said, I mean, this month they've shown ECW Exposed, which they let people know about. They've gone and done the Macho Man half hour thing. Did you see the ECW Exposed? Uh, a couple of moments of it. It felt kind of felt kind of contrived. It felt like it was typical WWE of the people who win the war, you know, tell you the story. I mean, you know, it, it felt like it was just there. I enjoy the fact that I can now watch, like I said, episode 107 of the, sh- you know, of ECW now, Hardcore TV. I like that they've done a- some of the stuff that they added with ECW because I was a big fan of ECW back in thy day. But you know what? If you want, would it hurt them on Raw to go and let people know what's on this network? You know, besides yeah, once I, at the I very beginning that, of the month, the, I think that's the biggest thing. Let people know what <clears throat> what they can get. Let's, let people know what's what's what's, what's there. And do that. We don't need to see another replay of what of an earlier promo. We don't need this. We don't need that every two seconds. Hey, look at what you missed. Hey, look at what you missed. It just happened five minutes ago. We just saw it. We don't need a replay of it. Tell us, bang the network home. Tell us what we're missing on the network. No, have interviews with guys. There's so much that they can do. You know, have a Stone Cold week, you know, and, and tell us about what they're doing with Stone Cold. Have a Rock week where they tell us about what's going on with The Rock. Again, we've talked about the network so much, but um, they haven't done enough. I like the network because I like NXT and the pay-per-views. I mean, that's it, that's enough for me. But if, if not for that, I don't know that there would that would be enough for me. 
But let's get on and talk about this this wonderful, wonderful pay-per-view that we have. All right. Known as Survivor Series, one of the major four, which everyone is getting for free with the WWE Network, apparently. Well, unless you're us who uh, was stupid enough to buy it earlier and are actually paying, you know, the nine, the, the one cent less than ten dollars to go see the show um, this weekend. But let's. Uh, are, are you looking forward more to the returns returns of Bad News Barrett and Fandango, or the main event of the card? Well, due to the fact that I don't see myself actually turning on the kickoff show. I'm going to say I'm looking forward to seeing Bad News Barrett and uh, Fandango coming back. All right. All right. And, and like I just said, I'm not going to watch it, so but I'm still more interested in seeing that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, uh, let's go to the old trusty WWE.com page to see what wonderful matches that they'll be offering us this uh, weekend. Uh, let's see. The first match that I couldn't care less about. <laughs> We've got Mrs. Tyson Kidd. Alicia Fox, uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, Naomi, and okay. uh, I like to steal things. Emma versus. Hey, listen, she took it by accident. Go ahead. Versus uh, the former former champion Paige, who now is you know was was in title matches, and now she's in a freaking you know a, an eight woman tag match. Page. Yeah, she's on the show. She's on the show. God bless her. Not girl by, but girl get off my TV. Cameron, Summer Rae, and the very underused Layla are uh, will be a, a traditional divas Survivor Series elimination tag match. Guess what? I don't care. I'm just going to say for the hell of it, because Tyson Kidd's actually getting a semi push. I'm going to say the. Uh, the team of, uh, let's just say, uh, Natty Nightheart. Her team, someone on her team survives. We're going to go with the babyface team. So I think that's the the Natty Nightheart team, right? Yeah. So we'll go with the babyface team wins. Simple, clean. Probably not a bad match, actually. But For as um, long as it gets, yeah. For as long as it gets, yeah. All right. Hey, you, by the way, did you hear that Eve Torres might be returning? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, she's good to look at. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, no one has ever said any of these women that are going to be in this match aren't, you know, beautiful eye candy. Just uh, the, the, the way that they're treated and the way that they're portrayed as characters, I couldn't care less who they are. And majority of them that aren't named, you know, Knight, uh, Natalia or Naomi, for the most part, I couldn't care about it in the ring. I mean, Paige is good. You know, a couple of them are good, but they're... They're not good enough to over overshadow the, the problems that creative has given them. But uh, the next match, I guess, on the card will be a four-team battle for the tag team titles. You got Miz and Mizdow versus El Matadors. Great tag team they are. Uh, the Usos, who will be tr- having their 400th opportunity to win the titles. Against Star and Goldust, the Cosmic Twins or something they're calling them now, who are the current champions, they'll be facing off. Once again, another match that I couldn't care less about. I think this will actually be a really fun match, to be honest with you. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one. I think it could be a a fun match. You know who I'm going to go with in this match? Miz and Mizdow? I'm going to go with Miz and Mizdow. I'm going to say that they win. 
I guess you want. I, I got. You know what? I think they're the ones. They're the they're the, mo- they're the people that they appear to care about the most in all of these. So, and as much as I love Goldie and uh, Stardust or Cody Rhodes, I think since they've become champions, it's kind of gone flat. And I just I don't think they're that interesting anymore. Usos are great in the ring, but once again, could you please tell me what in the world the Usos are? <clears throat> and you know, Primo and Epico stuck under masks. Yes, I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Their real names aren't um, whoever and whoever, number one and number two. Diego and Francisco or Fernando, I think that's their names. They're faceless people in the crowd who actually wear masks, so you can't see their faces. I'm going to go with the one team that doesn't actually wear a mask or have makeup on. I'm going to go with the the stunt double and the, uh, the E-list star, right? I guess that's what we'll say the Miz is at this point. I'm going to go with sure. new champions. All right, go ahead. I I, re- I really want to have more energy talking about this thing, but it's honestly why do why do we care about this show? Um, all right, let's uh, let's go over the predictions. Come on. All right, Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. I don't see a finish. I see some sort of disqualification, double DQ, something that continues this feud for another month. I, I honestly, hundred percent. I honestly don't think either one of these guys can afford to lose this match. Bray Wyatt's first match, first match back as a, since his hiatus. Dean Ambrose once you know is the is the babyface in this. Needs to get a win here and there, but honestly, neither one of these guys deserves to lose this match. And when that happens, you usually have you know some sort of DQ finish or some you know something's going to go down. I would be surprised if you have a winner because this this feud should continue on a card that they actually are given time to uh, do something with. I agree 100%. I don't see a clean finish in this match. Something screwy happens here. Maybe you see the introduction of, you know, I, I don't know, whoever Wyatt's new followers are going to be. Rumors are that it's going to be the Ascension at some point. Um, so, yeah, you could see some type of screwy finish. I don't think we see a clean finish. Um, and even if we do, I still see this feud continuing past this pay-per-view. Okay, uh, next extremely exciting match that I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to is AJ Lee or AJ Brooks, Mrs. CM Punk, versus, uh, I believe it's Nikki, right? That's uh, that's the one who... Now, now, hold on, let's stay on this for a second. Okay. There is a rumor, um, and Jason Powell talked about this, um... I believe, uh, sorry, I think Brian Alvarez talked about this. Why, why do I get those two confused? Brian Alvarez talked about this, that the, there is a rumor that AJ will be leaving the company after this show. We don't know that for sure, but that is a rumor. And people have kind of talked about that. That's been kind of the scuttlebutt. Um, obviously, that means that Nikki or Bree, whichever one of those, whichever one of them, I think Nikki, would win, obviously. Um, I hope AJ doesn't leave. I think we need more quality women's wrestlers on the show. Um, but she's married to CM Punk, and he doesn't wrestle anymore, and she doesn't get to see him ever. So, um, you know, either move, either not being there anymore or lightening her load or, you know, it'll be interesting to see if she does leave, if this is her last match, um, at least for a while. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I, I see Nikki going over in this match. Um, eh, 
I see Nikki going over this going over in this match and then having some type of re Nikki storyline for the women's uh, title. I don't call it the Divas title. Refuse. No. <laughs> um, I guess. I just think it's weird that you would give her the title while you're still doing the brief storyline with her being, you know, her uh, her assistant for the month. You would think that it just has to close out with her, you know, questing her the title. But if it's true that she is leaving the company, AJ, I could honestly... I, I, honestly, I could... I don't know. I mean... I think I think it might be. T- I think it is time for a change. I think AJ, she's great in the ring. She's very good on the mic. She makes people laugh. She's she's got the strong wit that you can understand why. Besides her beauty, why you know a guy like CM Punk, you know, has been able to get along with her for as long as they have. You know, since they've been together. Um, I I think it might. I think it's time to uh, to change the title. I don't know if Nikki Bella is the right person to do it, but. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say that we're going to have Nikki Bella win, even though I think story-wise she shouldn't win until this whole Bree storyline with the being her slave for a month is, is you know, put to rest. But you know what? It's a women's match that really is nothing special. Yeah, I agree. We've, we've reached the main event of this spectacular card, which... I am going to go call out of work in order to go and sit at home and watch because um, this looks so exciting. But we've reached the main event of the of the of the matches that we already know. We've got Team Cena versus Team Authority. We, uh, for people who don't know, and if you have if you don't know at this point, we'll tell you now. We got John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Big Show. Uh, Ryback and another guy on the team who supposedly his name is Eric Rowan, but I would have no idea from what he's done since he's been with the company that he deserves to be in a main event. Going up against Seth Rollins, who I coming into this month's show, I thought, you know, was doing really well, but I just, I, I think they've kind of dropped the ball lately on him. I don't know why we've got to call him Corporate Kane. It's just Kane. It really makes it sound stupid. We've got Rusev, who's been made to look like a joke over the last couple of weeks. That, you know, Stephanie Mann just pushing around, uh, pushing him around. Mark Henry, who, you know, a month and a half ago was feuding with Rusev. And uh, who's the last member of the team? Mark Henry? Did you say him? Yeah, Luke... Uh, Luke Harper. Luke Harper, thank you. Who I think is a lot of upside with. And thought it was a little early to give him the, the, uh, the U.S title, which we didn't actually speak about if you want to get into or, it after or, this or the IC title. Oh, okay. US, IC, Russian Gold Star. They're all freaking props at this point. This company, who cares? Um, maybe I should not drink that beer. The the angry Corey's coming out tonight. Uh, For me, usually that's vodka. When vodka's involved, you get, that, you get angry today. Go ahead. Um, but, alright, so we, we've told you who's in this match. Like I said earlier, I would, would not be surprised if Eric Rowan never actually makes it into this match and he's replaced by uh, Randy Orton as a surprise. I think the right thing storyline-wise should be for the authority to stay in power for the moment, but 
I think that I, I think Team Cena is going to most likely win. I think. I think one. This is. I guess it's in St. Louis, which mm-hmm. is Randy Orton's hometown. All right. So I see him absolutely making some kind of appearance. I think that we could see some type of heel turn from one of the Cena members, and then Orton being a part of their revival. I think that there's no way Cena, Team Cena, I hate calling him Team Cena, but there's no way um, Cena's team loses this match. Uh, because there's no, they've already given this stupid stipulation about, you know, if they lose, they're all fired. So there's no way they lose the match. Um, I bet everything on it. And yeah, we'll see a new, a new day. In, on on uh, in the WWE, um, it'll be a good match. I think it'll be a really good match and a really fun match. Um, a lot of eliminations, a lot of good stuff. I think Rollins will really be highlighted in the match. I think he'll do fantastic as he always does. Uh, him and Ziggler will be really fun to watch. Uh, hopefully, Big Show's not in there for too long and Mark Henry. Um, but overall, it's going to be a match that's going to be whatever. I'm pretty sure what the result is. I really doubt that the authority wins. And that's where the storyline's been kind of heading. And so I, I don't know. I don't see them winning. And, um, I, you know, what it means for the WWE for the future, I think, is really the most interesting part of all this. I can't disagree with you. I mean, I so we always do in, on these shows interest level, 1 to 10 or 1 to 5, 5 being the most interested how interested are you in this pay-per-view on Sunday? Are we doing one to ten or one to five, Corey? You confused me. Jesus. Let's go one. To, let's go one to ten. One to ten, I'll say three. And that's the lowest that I've been because we do that part every show, and that's the lowest that I've been. And I purposely said three because I knew that was the lowest one. It's the lowest that I've been. I have very little interest in this show. I can even almost say a two. We're going to go with a two. We're going to go with a two. I'm going to say that I have zero interest in this show. None. None. Zero. I huh. honestly could not care less if, if, this, if this show, if for some reason, not for the people of St. Louis, but for some reason out of nowhere there was a snowstorm that took out the ability for them to actually hold this show and they couldn't actually get a signal to put it out, I think it would be better than what we're going to see on, on Sunday. I have no interest in this show. And I think it's the first time I've since we've been doing this podcast that I've actually had zero. Not a one, not a two, a zero. Zero interest in seeing, seeing this card. I don't think they've really done anything that has made me go and say, I want to even spend nine ninety nine. Oh god, I actually gave them that stupid slogan. Uh, there's no reason I want to see this. I have no interest in this show. And I know there will be people out there who go and say, "If you hate the product so much, why talk about it?" But yeah. as for this moment in time, I honestly have no interest in this show. I mean, of course I'll watch it, and of course I'm going to watch Raw on Monday. I'm going to go and you know. Talk and listen and follow Jay when he's doing the show at at work shoot pod on Twitter. Read his witty comments. If you know if he's not busy, you know, playing FIFA 2015 during the show. 
Or watching the Monday night game. Or watching the Monday night game, which I don't even know. You know what? Well, Corn, oh, well, Corn, this is the thing. People yes. could say, oh, well, you know, why are you guys doing a podcast if you're complaining about the, about the show? We are objective, and that's what we do. We're not fanboys. We're not, you know, there's certain guys that we like more than others, and there's certain things about the product we like more than others. I thought SummerSlam was fantastic, and I was really interested in SummerSlam. Um, I enjoyed the Shield Evolution storyline. A lot of things that I've enjoyed. I enjoyed WrestleMania. I thought it was great. Uh, the lead up to WrestleMania was fantastic. Uh, I think this is a lull in the product. And I think we usually get this this time of year. Um, and I think that's what we're experiencing. They're trying to hype it up because they have the network. But I think that they're misfiring here. And I don't think they're doing a great job of hyping it up. So, yes, when the show is good, we're going to come on this podcast and we're going to talk about how the show is good, about how the product is good. And Corey or I may be more, you know, positive than the other, but we're going to talk, you know. But when the show sucks and we're not interested in in, in a pay-per-view, you damn right we're going to talk about it because that's what the show is about. The show isn't to hype up the WWE product. This isn't to hype up anything. This is to tell you our views on wrestling. And Corey's interest level is a zero and mine is a two. I'm always going to be at least a one because there could be some crazy surprise that, you know, who knows what happens. That's why I'm always going to be at a, always going to be at at least a one. But a two out of ten is pretty crappy if you ask me. So does it, so does a new day start on Sunday? Will we see the, uh, the New Day interfere in some sort of match like we saw the return no, of Bray Wyatt? Not. No, they'll, no. They'll probably never even debut on Raw. They'll probably all be released in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I'll give you that one. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. So, that, so that's what I'm thinking a New Day is going to be. A, a New Day will be them them having new jobs in a couple <laughs> of weeks. A New Day will be Larry the Cable Guy on, on, on Raw on Monday. Oh God! Oh God! Do you, th- do you think there's any chance we see Santino Morella on uh, on Monday? Due to the fact that that's the reason why Larry the Cable Guy is going to be gracing us with his presence on Monday. Oh, it, it is not anything I've ever thought about or ever will think about. I could care less. Jingle, jingle all the way to starring Santino Morella and Larry the Cable Guy. Oh my God! All right, are we ready to end this? Listen, you could listen to me. Uh, well, you may not be ready to end it, but I'm ready to end it. It's been a long show. At Twitter, at, on Twitter, at WorkedShootPod. That's at W-O-R-K-E-D ShootPod. Uh, I live tweet Raw. I'm, I'm going to live tweet this pay-per-view, I think. Ugh. And uh, so that's why I'm on Twitter. Please follow us. Uh, we put links up to the show. We put links up to different stories all the time. Um if you want to go to, uh, you know, listen to our shows, please go to iTunes or, you know, any place where you can get podcasts and type in the Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast, the Worked, W-R-O-K-E-D, Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Also go to our website at www.workshoot.podomatic.com. That's workshoot.podomatic.com. And uh, you can listen to our shows there as well. Um, oh, also punch.co uh, for some cool shirts, some cool sweats, some cool t-shirts. Boom. Out, Corey. Wow. Very nice. Uh, usual stuff. Just uh, 
like I said, haven't heard anything new, but I'm sure there will be something in the coming weeks. Uh, Eddie Z will be back with some form of the uh, Kitchen Sink podcast. If we get more information, we'll let you know. We hope to have Eddie Z on the show again real soon. Speaking of guys we'd like to have on the show real soon again, check out our buddy Christopher Morin, morinslaw.com. Uh, I think this is a great time to go and check out on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or everywhere they sell books, especially with the now not death at this moment of TNA. You should go out and check the new version of the death of WCW by guest of the program, Brian Alvarez, who we hope to have on again real soon. And uh, keep on, you know, supporting the show. We do appreciate it. And you know what? There will be a brand new day. And I really do hope that we're, we haven't been so negative that that day won't come. But for Jason Brooks, this is Corey Richmond saying this has been the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. We hope to see you guys next week for episode 50. We'll try to keep you abreast on what happens in regards to holidays and everything else. But our next show will be number 50, and we're going to work as hard as we can to keep on giving you as good as this show has been because of our anger and as good as other shows have been because of the subject matter. We will speak to you again real soon. Jay? See ya.